Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Who is the face of the franchise? I'm having trouble believing that's our question of the day. <laughs> it's August 10th. We've already passed the anniversary of the acquisition of Dominic Hasek. We've already passed the anniversary of the Gretzky trade to LA. When when did when did Gretz and Janet Jones get married? Maybe we should focus on that. Oh, that had to be an August celebration. It was a all royal those years wedding. Ago. It was the a royal, royal wedding, wedding in Canada. Yes, in Canada, indeed. absolutely. <laughs> okay, so now, we're not gonna we're knocking off um, off season milestones today. And absolutely, face, face of the franchise jumps to the head of the class because socially, um, and you know, kind of. I don't know. How would you describe like what Darlene and Thompson were up to? Well, yesterday? it's it's the time of year where NHL superstars are always asked to do commercial for their equipment company that it is mm-hmm. CCM or Bauer or whatnot, or EA Sport calls on them or True. the NHL through. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about goalie. I'm talking about players. You're not. Well, they actually have through skates for players and they'll probably do more uh, equipment. So, but anyway, like it is that time of year. Now I should say this. It's also that time of year where, um, you know, um, well, it used to be the fold away schedules used to be really like coming out oh, like in yeah. the gas pocket station, schedules. Used, yes. pocket schedules. Now I will tell you this stuffer. It's great when your features featured as one of the faces on the pocket schedules, on the magnet schedule at the uh-huh. NHL level. Now, when you're getting ready for a pro season, especially if it's year number three uh-huh. and you're featured on the AHL pocket schedule and magnet schedule, that's not good. Like I was that guy getting ready after a great second year in Rochester. Like I'm making a push for Buffalo next year. And all of a sudden, I'm the guy on top of the schedule in Rochester. So I'm like, uh, I wonder if the Buffalo Sabres agreed to that. Like they had to say, yeah, that's good. Put Marty on there. So I hate to burst your bubble, but you did tell this story earlier in the summer. So yeah. it's clearly it's been a long off season already. It's and, been a long off season, but, but, but it is better when you're Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin and you're featured a, on higher end things. Take us through what you saw from Dahlin and Thompson then, which helps us establish the line of questioning today. Okay, so uh, a couple of videos are obviously making rounds on social media. We tweeted them at Sabres Live on Twitter. Um, and well, let's take a look at Rasmus Dalin number one. Dalin is in the EA Sports studios with all the little, you know, sensors all over his body. And he's working on his goal celebration. So when you play 2024 NHL EA Sport Hockey, 
uh, and Dalene as a celebration after you score a goal with him, this was done this summer. So they're going to obviously have some specific celebration with Rasmus Dalene. I believe this is probably the first time Dalene has done that. I've not seen him on videos over the last few years going to EA Sport and doing celebration. It's always McDavid and Crosby and McKinnon and all those. Kale McCarr has been featured on that. So um, Dalene has been actually there on synthetic ice, working on this celebration. Uh, what we showing on MSG right now, what we showed on social media was a, I will say, very lame uh, gold celebration by Rasmus Dalene. I want him to do the, uh, um, uh, the the one where he goes the, and he slaps it down on the mm. ground. So um, I think that would be great. But um, so that's why we're talking about it. Is Dalene the face of the franchise because he's being called by EA Sport to do all of those things? or is it Tage Thompson? Because Tage is a CCM guy, gloves, sticks, skates, and everything. And CCM over the few past few years in the summer, they do these commercials, right? Duffer with again, Crosby and whatever, like Austin Matthews, and they do all these commercials and they showed them during the season on NHL network and all the sports channel. Well, Tage is filming a commercial for CCM right now. And so, you know, with the season he had and this how spectacular he was all year last year. CCM jumped on it, so uh, it looks really cool how he's going through the defense. Um, that not not a lot of pressure by the defenseman on that clip, not a lot of physicality by the defenseman on that clip. But Tage how do we know it's a, even Tage? Um, <laughs> well, I know it's Tage just by the way he skates and the way he toe drags and uses his reach, and so and so that's why that's why we're talking about face of the franchise. Dalene's at EA Sport. Tage is shooting a commercial for CCM. Um, this or that, right? Like it's very simple today to be able to bring that up. Yeah. Well, the first answer we saw was neater and I have to agree. <laughs> I, and I, that was not relation to face of the franchise. That was just like, you know, which Selly was better. And yeah, there wasn't, that was the Darlene angle. And I agree yeah. with you. He should have done the Wimbledon, quite frankly, it would have been better than, <laughs> than what he showed in those videos. But I guess if we're going to try to make this a little bit serious and take your, uh responses well the one uh, i was talking about was deon dawkins sorry duff remember when deon dawkins said to oh Dalene, i knew Dude, i wasn't gonna step in i was gonna leave you hanging so oh, well thank you for uh yeah. making yeah. my brain spin because i've yeah. been saying, who was it who was it who was it i used the snowman it's the snowman who was it oh deon dawkins yes you're right <laughs> mm -hmm. um is it obvious or is it that simple that it is Dalene as the face of the franchise or Dalene or thompson is there potentially another face to this franchise? I don't think nationally there's another face to the franchise. Locally and regionally, it may be different because obviously the fan base here looks at this team and knows the player a lot more. They know the player in the community. They they see the players on interviews. They Some of them even can catch them at Harbor Center at practice. They they see the leadership, right? I think that's where a guy like Caloposo, you talk to people around the league, they're like, Sabres are keeping Caloposo here in Buffalo. It's like, well, Cal has a lot of value to this team. Maybe mm -hmm. not as much on the ice as he used to, but there's a lot of value to this team. So nationally, I think if, the Sabres are on, you know, let's say we play the Anaheim Ducks and Anaheim's pregame is going to focus on who? Dalene and Thompson, because well, that, those are on. the two guys. That's not nationally. You're specifically well, talking regionally. So now you've twisted the argument. If I'm gonna, it's a national broadcast, okay. who's getting the attention? I say it's Thompson because we just went through it last year because he was prolific right from the start. 
Not yes. that Darlene wasn't, but I think Tage was the magnet for all national broadcasts. I, I think I said, no, we got to look at him for an hour on TNT. I know, one on night. TNT, we brought that <laughs> up when we did the, the team of the day when it was Columbus. Uh, we we slapped that that uh, grab that screen grab on the on the MSG side of things, but I mean like yes, okay, nationally let's stick to national coverage. ESPN, TNT. Who do you talk about? It's Tage Thompson. Not that Dalene isn't more the face of the franchise and maybe even more important to the franchise. But who's the most spectacular player? Who's the guy that is going to wow you with that one-timer that's over 100 miles an hour, the moves, the speed, the, the strength, the, the height, the reach, all of that. It's Tage Thompson. So, yeah, if I'm a producer and I got the Sabres playing, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, I'm saying McKinnon Thompson. It's easy. You're, you're not saying McKinnon, McCarr. You could probably go McCarr, Dalene, but I think the first thought and the, the best-selling point would be Tage Thompson for the Buffalo Sabres. Mm. I think I just set you up. I think it's Dalene because Dalene's going to have the highest contract. So, And that's usually where people gravitate to well, immediately. Well, this year it's not going to be. If we take a – you won on the three goalies going to arbitration, Samsonov, Gustafson, and Swayman. You yeah. won because you said Gustafson was going to make more, but he avoided arbitration and he signed a long-term deal. So in year one, he's making more. So you won that. Mm-hmm. This year, Thompson's making more than Dalene. So mm-hmm. maybe next year when Dalene has the ex- the extension and and it kicks in after mm-hmm. next season, maybe you'll you'll win the long the long <laughs> game. Uh, but in year one, Thompson makes more money, so he's he's that he's that guy. Yeah, so does Skinner. But he well, hasn't Skinner's been in the face the of the franchise. Yeah, well, but he's <laughs> been productive. So yes, and I like uh, him. And 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 regionally, people could say, "Oh, I like Skinner. What he did this year." And between two stalls, he's the guy that everybody mm-hmm. should be talking about. Like he's fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, on the national level, it's not going to have the same weight. And maybe it's a secondary guy. You know, a lot of people are saying Alex Tuck. I well, I totally buy in on the Alex Tuck train here. Who's the guy here in Buffalo? If I have a jersey. In a in a golf tournament, right? And here in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that if you put an Alex Tuck jersey out there, they'd be like, "Yes, he's my guy, right? He's the Syracuse guy, grew up loving the Sabers. When he yeah. got here, the culture changed. Like he's my guy." Well, that's great, but nationally, I think Tuck comes in a little below Thompson and Dolly. What about Owen Power? And I realize we're at. I, it's more of a future thing, but let's envision. All of it playing out. Ah, you're throwing curveball at me, and I, I keep That's all I got. I'm an I aging keep... lefty out of the pen, and still wearing my warm up jacket. So I'm, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of heat to bring, Marty. You're I'm lefty sorry. on lefty right now because I'm a left batter. I used to love hitting lefties, though. That ball coming in inside, used to love it. But here's the thing with Owen Power, he's still very young, going to be in his second season. Um, the offensive production last season needed to be more like it needs to be 60 points a year for him to be put on that level and possibly even more look around the nhl a defenseman that could be considered a face of the franchise on the national level is a eric carlson type of guy it's a kale mccarr type of guy it's an adam fox type of guy even though adam fox probably has two or three candidates in front of him with the rangers so for power, you would need to be uh, producing at a much higher level for him to jump up I, there. 
Could it happen? Yes. Yeah, I understand that part of it. I was asking you to project in the future, like four or five years, like which one of these guys could be. So you're saying power has no chance. I'm saying power, unfortunately, is going to be like falling short. He's the guy on the prices, right? Because you brought Let's Make a Deal before the show off the air. I'm going to bring the prices, right? Like you you got four people come on down at the start of the show and they're all excited. Power is going to yeah. be the one person that will get all the guesses wrong and will still be sitting in that same chair in front of oh, Drew Carey at the end of the day because Tish Thompson- really harsh. Well, that's listen, a terrible thing to say about somebody. Well, he still made it there. He still had a chance, but Tage Thompson <laughs> got it right on, on the talent. nose. <laughs> I, he's got lots of talent, but Tage Thompson got it right on the nose. Ding, ding, ding. He made a hundred bucks. He got the price right. Rasmus Dahlin is right there. Got the second call, right? Dylan Cousins could probably even be in that conversation. Why? Because I think Cousy over time is going to be that captain, like that grinder, that, that physical guy, that, that plays with so much heart that people are going to just be right behind him. Owen is more of a quiet guy. He goes, mm-hmm. I'll bet $1, Drew, $1. Like, it's just that guy, right? And and so there's, I mean, such geez. a terrible discussion. Devin what Levi happened? could even be that. Like, so Devin Levi could get called and be the guy to face the franchise in five years. So that's why I'm I'm using that that price is right analogy. Like mm-hmm. he's in the conversation, mm-hmm. but I think he'll not get to the top of the mountain. If Owen Power and Tage Thompson were respectively spinning the wheel first among the three contestants, <laughs> who would spin what, it? What faster? what would happen next after they spin first? They would they move would say, off Thank to the you right. To mom and dad. No, thanks they to would, all the guys in the locker room. They would love move you. on. No, you're missing the point. I, you got to live in the moment of the game show. When you spin the wheel and you take yeah. the lead, they move over to the right, and then they're going to hit their head oh. on the scoreboard ahead of them. The the dollar, you know, because yeah. But the first thing they do when they spin guys. is they move to the left and they wait for the wheel to stop, and in the meantime, they thank their friends and family. Oh, now, yes, yes, here's yes. the this or that: if Tage Thompson or Owen Power spin the wheel. Which one spins it the fastest? Which one gives it the oh, old like, full blast? Hundred percent. But Tuck would do it even more. Oh, right. I I think what? that that wheel has no chance. If Tage goes first and then Alex Tuck goes second, yeah. it's coming off its hinges and it's out in the crowd like it's rolling all the way down. <sighs> okay, we're thirteen minutes in. We've exhausted <laughs> that topic. Um, and sorry for the digression. There is hockey news. Um, other than beyond potential face of the franchise and Darlene I'm sure is appreciating all of this because he just well you know wants to be known as the face of the franchise and then get his contract done but in all seriousness I mean it is going to be nice when when both of them Power and Darlene have their extensions tucked away and you know we'll be on the imminent uh, uh, beginning of the season at that point in time. The Maple Leafs added a goaltender yesterday um, yes. but I'm not expecting based on <laughs> Your lack of uh, appreciation for Martin Jones' effort last year. You're not expecting Martin Jones to play a huge role for Toronto this year? I'm not expecting. Look, I I think Martin Jones did fine last year with Seattle. Maybe even better than expected for the first two, three months. Tied for 11th and wins in the NHL. Yeah, and then then it 
came back to normal with Martin Jones. So he signs a one-year deal at $875,000 with the Leafs. The Leafs obviously put Matt Murray on long-term IR for the season. He will not play this year. So the Leafs had Ilya Samsonov and Joseph Wall as their goalie tandem projected for the upcoming season. Again, Mm -hmm. Samsonov, he's on a one-year deal in UFA at the end of the season. And Wall is a 24-year-old goaltender, 25-year-old goaltender, I should say, that has only played 11 games at the NHL level. So, you know, do you want a little insurance policy? Martin Jones brings that in. I personally think that Martin Jones, (laughs) what happened there? Did you get shocked? Yeah, a little shock off the, sorry. I thought thought something might have spilled on your computer or something tougher. No, no. And like, oh, sorry, flinchy over here. Flinchy, flinchy, uh, Dufsky. But okay, back to Martin Jones. And hopefully he doesn't get shocked by anything. No, Um, no. But I would assume the Leafs signed Martin Jones as an insurance policy. Yeah. Um, He he would 100% clear waivers at the end of of camp. Like this is, unless there's major injuries around the NHL and somebody really needs a goaltender, maybe he'd get picked up. But you you start the season with Samsonov and Wall in Toronto. You put Martin Jones in the minors. If somebody gets hurt or if Joseph Wall doesn't play well in the backup role to start the season, you can always have Martin Jones come up. He won't cost him anything on the cap because he's less than $1.2 million or yeah. 1.1, whatever. So yeah. it's just money. It's just money, and the Leafs have plenty of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a smart move by them. I mean, I, I just... I guess if you're sitting here looking at it as a, um, you know, a, a tie-in within the division and how teams are going to handle their goaltending situations, if and we don't we don't know obviously at this moment in time when you're looking at Levi, Lucan, and Comrie, but let's say the Sabers do go with Levi and Lucanen and Comrie would have to go through waivers to get down to Rochester. I'm assuming that unless, like you said, there's an urgent need elsewhere that both Comrie and Jones, in your opinion, would clear, and there really wouldn't be any risk, if you will, if, if both teams were wanting that situation to unfold, to have veterans at the ready, you know, in case of need later on, um, you can't, you're not envisioning a situation where there would be, and we, I think most people no. overanalyze waivers in the first week of October, right? Because most it's teams flooded. have very similar, flooded most teams have very the, similar situations. They, they have to trim their roster. Some teams are going to be trimming them down to 21 and maybe even 20 because of cap, you know, reasons. And they have to get under the cap to be cap compliant at the start of the yeah. season. So there's going to be a lot of players flooding the waiver wire. Now I'll tell you this. I think there is a better chance that Martin Jones could get picked up just because of the 875. Basically, it doesn't cost oh, sure. you anything, yeah. uh, you know, later in the season. Or Eric Comrie is a $1.8 million goaltender. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is probably the only difference. But I would put the likeliness of any of them to get picked up on waivers at less than 5%. Like, I'm saying, like, combine them both, it's less than 5%. So... I really don't anticipate. And I think that's what both teams, and especially when you look at the Sabres situation, is, okay, well, let's have a competition in camp. Let's Mm -hmm. give everybody their equal playing time. And let's see who 
is more comfortable, who looks good. And it doesn't matter if it's Lucan and Comrie, Levi's in Rochester. If it's Levi, Lucan and Comrie's in Rochester, Lucan can end up in Rochester. Like I really well, feel Well, Lucan still needs waivers too, though. Yeah, but I, again, I, I doubt that Lucan and we get picked up on waivers. What? I, I really don't Come think Lucan and would. Really? Yeah, I think again, most teams all have their three goalies right now. One, two, three. Anaheim's like, got a 36 year old backup in Alex Stalock. Yeah, they, they that maybe is what they want. Well, I shouldn't say that. Sorry, that was based on the assumption that eventually John Gibson's going to move on. <laughs> well, yeah, because but, Lucas Dostal yeah, yeah. is the guy, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I really don't think you're going to go and see other than injury related. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a goaltender getting picked up on waivers at the end of camp. These teams all are loading up on three goaltenders right now because they see I around mean, even, the NHL landscape and they say, if I have to put a guy on waivers, Detroit's not picking him up because they have three and mm-hmm. Colorado's not picking him up because they have three and Sh- Chicago has three and whatever. Everybody's got three. Yeah. I mean, Florida, you know, as we watch with um, Spencer Knight and, his you know hopeful return then who was their third guy because lion moved on it was uh, lion and anthony stolars stolars yeah from there. anaheim yeah so they got so, three right and that's the thing like i think the more you look at this the picture you're painting is actually very clear um you know so it, it does it does make you realize that um what a lot of people have said about goaltending is um uh, it's probably true in that we're we're just we're we're drifting into this era where there's just so few standout obvious number one goaltenders. Yes. And the reigning Stanley Cup champions are an example of that. And I don't know whether that makes teams feel more confident <laughs> when they're sitting on two or three goalies or are they still of the mindset like I wish we had something more definitive, you know, like, do you think, and it's, it's nice for Vegas. It's nice for the city of Calgary too. Cause yesterday, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson had the, had the cup in Calgary and they, you know, they grew yeah. up playing minor hockey together there. Um, I don't know. Like, do you think, I know it's an, I know it's a, a year to year thing. Cause we just, we, we just went through the cycle of Vasilevsky being the dominant force for Tampa. I get that. Yeah. But do you think teams are more, at ease with two or three goalies that they feel like eh, we're okay with this group of guys at this position. I think that more and more teams, and I would say probably 75% of the teams have that situation where they have a veteran goaltender as a third guy. And if they don't, that's because they have a very high end prospect that they don't want to slow down the development of Mm -hmm. like the Boston Bruins have all Mark and Swayman. And then they got Brendan Busey in the minors, right? Or they have Michael DiPietro in the minors and you're looking at, okay, well, they don't need a veteran guy. Those are mid twenties guys that have still some really good, um, you know, upside. And if you have an injury to one of your two goaltenders, then you can call up a kid and he plays a game here and there. Uh, But you also have the best one-two punch in the NHL with Allmark and Swayman, if you look at last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Look at Minnesota. They have Fleury, they have Gustafson, and then they have Wallstead in the minors. And this Mm -hmm. guy is, Jesper Wallstead's a stud, right? Mm -hmm. Nashville, 
has got himself UC Soros and Kevin Lankinen, and then they've got uh, Askarov being the next guy. Like, if you don't have a third NHL-type caliber goaltender, you have a high, high-end prospect, like a Devin right. Levi. The Sabres didn't need to go get a third NHL goaltender because they have a high, high, high-end prospect in Devin Levi. That could even make a push, in my opinion, will start the season in Buffalo. So mm-hmm. that's those are part of the the 25% of teams that don't need that next tiered guy. Did you get those Taylor Swift tickets that you were logging in for there? Uh, no, I'm, I'm still working on that. No, no, you were, you were, you were frantically looking at your phone two minutes ago. So I wanted to make sure that you got the tickets. I was trying to pull up on my phone. I have a picture of a list of all. Just give us the code. Okay. We all want the code. Nobody can get the code. The code to my phone. No, Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, we're Taylor all Swift. sitting. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you're asking me from the code to my phone. To the code to my phone is complicated because because of the Sabers and the 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 the, Let the organization guess. policy. Zero, I need, zero, four, three, zero, zero. No, it needs eight eight letters, eight numbers, and it's like very very out there. So I mean, I have to, when I put it in. If it doesn't do facial recognition, I have to literally uh, think, think. What how do I often have to put does in? your phone not recognize your face? Uh, once a week. What? Well, <laughs> happy or sad? Like if it's only in a bad mood when it doesn't recognize it? No, it's like when I'm waking up in the morning, I got one eye open. And then it won't it won't get both my eyes and it's like try again. Uh, try and then again. it won't. Then it says use passcode. And I'm like, oh, can I try again? No, use passcode. Or if I restart the phone because it's slowing down or something, then you have you need mm. to put it in. So once a week. Okay. But your well, we'll Santa ticket, I got confused because my sister-in-law, when I was in Quebec City last week, was like, uh-huh. Hey, do you have any contact people in Toronto? Like your niece would really love to go. Right. I'm like, I got yeah. Two, one daughter that went and two other daughters that would like to go. I'm going to look for every opportunity I can, but this mm-hmm. is going to be a tough one. Hit us up if you have extras at Sabres Live on Twitter. Um, <laughs> we will be here and we can negotiate either out in the open or through direct messaging. Um, by the way, one question that uh, does linger in the craw of those who uh, believe the team's at the higher end of the cap scale um operate differently what are your true thoughts on matt murray going to long-term ir when as we got a question from michael at sabers live like how can he go on there when he was deemed fit in the playoffs well he was deemed like he practiced <laughs> and he was he was what a time go. for a spalding um, lake wi-fi spalding interruption Wi-Fi. <laughs> i know talking about matt murray and long-term ir but here's the thing everybody's got to go through a exit physical at the end of the season and there's concern, right? Like, okay, well, you were deemed okay, but are you really good? Let's take some time. Let's do more tests, right? And let's see where we go from there. Um, There may have also been some, you know, getting around the whole, is he good to go? Maybe Mm -hmm. it was a desperate situation and you have to make sure that maybe he can practice. Uh, But also there's loopholes. And then you go to the guy and you say, Listen, Matt, we're going to terminate your contract or we're mm. going to put you on long-term IR. What do you want to do? Well, right. I want to make my five point some million dollar or six million dollars this year. So put me on long-term IR and I will shut up and not say a word. Like, I, I'm not saying that's happened, but mm. I, I, allegedly it could happen around the NHL, some of those situations. 
They're called Joffrey loopholes. And they're called Stefan Robida Paul. Stepol Robida. Um oh, I had so many more things that I wanted to cram in before the break, but we're gonna have to pause on that. Why is it every day at 24 or 25 or 26 after the hour? It's you can't finish a, a sentence. It's every day. You know what? I did get an email uh, saying that uh, there's going to be a fiber optic coming in down the road. So I may have to oh. upgrade to fiber optic there. But the signal is great. It just bugs out for 10 seconds at 1226. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who the team of the day is today? Yes. Who? The uh, Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Edmonton Oilers. There is an interesting history between the Sabres and Oilers. Some uh, record-setting moments, some personal milestones, and hopefully some quality footage from way back in the day. That's all straight ahead here on Sabres Live. We want to remind you that uh, not only are we (laughs) anxiously awaiting September and Prospect Challenge, but beyond that, when the season begins October 12th, we want you to be in Arena at KeyBank Center. And right now we've got three different 11 game plans to choose from that suit you best. Weekend plan, weekday plan, all-star plan, which is best opponents and matchups. And beyond those 11 games, you can enjoy significant savings from box office pricing and priority for playoff tickets. So all you have to do is head to sabers.com slash tickets. And Marty, as we can clearly see, as we promote this, Alex Tuck, is the face of the franchise. (laughs) We're back after this on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back. It's the Livewire edition of Sabres Live, and we are here to shock and awe for the remaining 30 minutes of the show. We are diving in on Sabres Live with Edmonton as the team of the day, and I love researching, if you didn't know this, and I love diving into the history of this franchise. No matter how many times you think you may have gone looking for a similar story I believe that you unearth something new every time. So today's new fun finding fact, <clears throat> the first ever meeting between the Buffalo Sabres and Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton had just came in from the WHL, WHA. Wayne Gretzky was on the team, of course. November 18th, 1979. What do you think the score was in that game, Marty? 11 to 7. Nine to seven okay. for Buffalo, and it is still to this day the highest scoring game ever between the Sabres and the Oilers. I was hoping for two empty net goals to make it 11 to seven. But How many happen. points do you think Gretzky had? Um, so they had seven goals. He had four points. Three points. Okay. How many did Perot have? Six. Four. Who scored the first Sabres goal? ever against the Oilers in that game. Hint, he grew up just over an hour southwest of Edmonton. Oh, I don't know. Lindy Ruff. Oh, did he really? From Warburg, Alberta. Oh, yeah. And so this this is all super fascinating to me, and I hope it's of relevance, uh, you know, to your fandom, you know, with the Sabres, because just looking at that box score, there's so much history in the game for both the Oilers, the Sabres, and the league. Yes. But uniquely, the relationship and the respect that Gretzky had for Perot, and then only two years after that, they would be on the same line in the Canada Cup. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the two of them combined for seven points in their first ever head-to-head meeting is super fascinating to me. And obviously, Gilbert had been around for almost a decade at that point and would retire in the 86-87 season. But in the head-to-head course of time, when they played against each other, a little more than 20 games apiece head-to-head, Perot averaged about 1.3 points per game and Gretzky about 1.6. It's fascinating. Like, these two just, like, it was what you would want it to be. Two absolute pillars of the game, and they rarely disappointed. Face of the franchise, both sides, right. Wayne Gretzky and Gilbert Perot for the longest yeah. time. And now, you know, obviously we're trying to talk about it in the first segment here, face of the Sabres franchise. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can't not say Gilbert Perot at that time and his performances against the Oilers was uh, was always right up there. Um, I, I think with Gilbert and with a lot of players that have that level, when they are facing 
a team's greatest, a, a play, our league's greatest player, they mm -hmm. step up. Like Wayne, actually Wayne's performance was below his career average probably in that in those times, right? Because he probably was a two point a game yeah. guy for uh, for an average for the better part of those years. Right. Well, yes, and and that's again like to put the punctuation mark. Like the the pinnacle moment for the two of them was the record-setting night for Gretz in 1982. Yes. He had already tied Phil Esposito with 76 goals. Now, they come into the odd. There's massive fanfare. Gretzky's about to set the single-season record. Perot has scored a hat-trick at this point. The game is 3-3 with seven minutes left. Gretzky scores three in a row, a natural hat-trick inside of six minutes. And the Oilers win, and Gretzky sets the new benchmark. Like, again, the two of them going head-to-head, -head, Gretzky has five points, including three goals, and Perot has three goals, and the Oilers win. And there it was, all part of what would turn out to be, to this day, the still greatest single-season goal-scoring performance, Gretzky with 92 eventually on the year. That was pretty incredible. And obviously, anybody that thinks of the Edmonton Oilers has to think back of the 80s, the glory years of the Oilers with Gretzky and Messier and Yeri Curry and Glenn Anderson and Paul Coffey and Kevin Lowe and Grant Fuhrer and Andy Mogan. It was like, you you name them, right? They were mm -hmm. all superstars of the game. Um, if there was social media back then, they probably would have all gotten cut and fired from because they they lived life large and they played large and they really dominated they mm -hmm. the league changed rules they said we can't go four on four when there's coincidental minors because the Oilers put four players and they can score five goals in two minutes so mm -hmm. we're gonna go to five on five with coincidental minors they change rules just like they did with the Montreal Canadians with the power plays like the league changes rules when teams are that good. The Oilers were that good of the in the eighties. So yeah, we're gonna think about them. For me, like what was more impressive is once Wayne left, the fact that they still won a cup yep. in nineteen ninety, right? Yep. With Messier yep. as their leader, Billy Renford in net. Like Wayne gets traded, and the Oilers still won a cup. They're fifth in the decade. So um, that was that to me was impressive when it comes to the Oilers. What was your problem against the Oilers? No wins as a Sabre. Um, the ice in Edmonton was too fast. Too, too fast. Slick. Too fast. Too slick. I struggled against the Oilers, not just with the uh, um, with the Sabres, but in my career. I yeah. struggled in Edmonton. You got to remember, now they are, they got that beautiful new building now, and it's great. But back in the days, the old oh, building, the By walk, the way. The Sabres yeah. are four and two in that new building. They, of course, christened it in the first game with a win and long live the 667 road winning percentage in every building. That would be ideal moving forward. Uh, that would be more than ideal. Are you kidding me? A 667 winning percentage on the road? That would be point percentage. That'd be great. But the old Nortland Coliseum or whatever it was called after mm -hmm. the visiting room, visitor's room was so far from the Zamboni door where you entered the ice that like I was a man of routine duffer mm -hmm. at two minutes, 10 on the clock, I would start to walk out so that by inside of two minutes would be on the ice because you couldn't come on the ice before two minutes on the clock. So you let the ice settle it freeze the water freezes and all of that. That was league mandated in Edmonton. I tried to leave the locker room with two ten on the clock. 
Mm-hmm. I'd get there with a minute left. It was like, I'm too rushed. Then I tried to leave earlier with like three minutes on the clock. So it'd be inside of two. Well, now I'm like, I'm missing a minute for my routine. Hated the walk. It screwed up my routine. Now people are going to say, Marty, you're weak. Mentally, you were weak. And yes, I admit when it came to Edmonton and my routine, I was weak because I could never figure it out. Okay. Well, you weren't alone in your struggles. You were 0-3 as a saber against the Oilers. But let me tell you this. Between Hashik, Barrasso, Edwards, and Pupa, we're yes. talking like 30 decisions between those five, four goalies. There was only five wins. Hashik well, was two, four, and two. Barrasso, one, six, and one. Edwards, one, four, and two. And your unexpected story of the day as we roll highlights of Darren Pupa's NHL debut yes. against the Stanley Cup champion Edmonton Oilers at the time. That was his only ever win against the Oilers as a Sabre. Opening career 37 save shutout. He ended his Buffalo tenure one, five, and one all time against the Oilers. <laughs> Mr. Universe had a first win against the Oilers in his first game, and then that was it? That was it, like, man. Well, let me tell you, the Oilers, they, if they knew, if they knew you you had a performance against them back then, they would welcome you back. They were like, yep. we're not letting that happen again. So it was hard to do. Uh, and obviously, Pupa was a really good goaltender, but when the Oilers were buzzing, as we show you highlights, and I love watching old highlights, like just the game, full slap shot by Gretz here, Yara Curry on the side of the net. It's fantastic. I, I You know what? When we did the Sabres Classic at yeah. uh, the start of the pandemic, it was some of the fun, most fun I've had watching old clips, right? Because it was from different eras and different teams, different players. It was great. Yeah, and uh, Ryan Miller was at the other end of the spectrum um, from a Sabres goalie standpoint against Edmonton. 6-0 and lifetime as a Sabre against the Oilers. And Robin Leonard was not far behind at 3-0-1, uh, including um, a sparkling 1.23 goals against. Over the course of time... One of those four- wins from Ryan Miller, Duffer, I should say, though. Sorry yeah. for interrupting, but one of those wins by Ryan Miller... Again, I wasn't even playing and I took a loss that night in Edmonton because in 0506, it's January of 06. So Ryan Miller is now well established coming back from the thumb injury. I had a good run winning 13 in a row. There's a lot of rumors. I'm going to get traded. We're a month from the trade deadline. I'm going to get traded. So I had played with Steve Steos on the world championship team, Canada team two and a half, three years prior to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my best trash talking in Edmonton as the backup goaltender. I'm talking about everybody. Steos is acting a little tough out there. He's throwing the elbows. He's hitting everybody. I get up on a whistle and I'm like, hey, Stevie, to stop being, pretending to be tough here. You're no tough. I know you. You're the biggest pretender out there. You're throwing elbows. You're going to get it. I'm telling you, man, you're going to get it. And the building is quiet. The music just stopped, right? Because there was a false start on the face-off. So everybody's resetting. Steos looks over to the bench. He goes, why do you shut up, Marty? You're going to be on our team in two weeks anyway. And I'm (laughs) like, I got nothing. The whole bench, our whole bench is laughing at me. They're like, yeah, Marty, you got God. Like, yeah, you're in the rumors. You're going to be an oiler. You're going to have to respond to that. I'm like, I don't know what to say. So I took a big L in the trash talking department. I wasn't even playing that day. You know, when you said the Oilers uh, might have lived uh, hard, well, whatever, you know, yeah. enjoyed their, oh, yeah. I, even before they got great, 
I can't help but wonder what was happening the week of basically the season starting in 1980. Bob Solvay made 15 saves for a shutout against the Oilers. <laughs> the Sabres outshot them 30 to 15 in a two nothing win. I'm like, where were they? Like, how does that happen with all did that they, talent uh, on the Oilers? Did they so, forget uh, that the league was started? Did they have a team party that lasted oh five days? Gosh, they must have. They must have drove down to Vegas and then drove back in time for the game. Unbelievable, but uh, incredible memories. Um, you know, but now obviously we're looking at both teams through different lenses, and the Oilers are. Uh, it's fair to say, based on their playoff acumen in the last couple of years, further along on this path. But we're talking about two of the most offensive, two of the top three offensive teams yep. in the NHL last year. This is an exciting time to be looking at both of them once again. It's a very exciting time. And again, as much as I talk about the 80s and the, the dominance of the Oilers, then the Oilers really hit the uh, big roadblock in the early 2010s where they drafted first of all three times in a row. Taylor Hall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Nail Yakupov was the first, the three picks in a row. Uh, the mm-hmm. Sabres got two first round, first overall pick in their roster. So the Sabres hit that slide as well. But both teams seems to be moving forward. Obviously, Connor McDavid helped that with the Oilers. Those two teams, Buffalo and Edmonton, is going to be forever linked. And the fact that the Oilers won the lottery when Buffalo had finished last for the Connor McDavid sweepstake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those two teams, high offense, skate like the wind. They move the puck, transition really quick, and they're fun to watch. Every time I come back from a Sabres game or it's late at night, there's an Oilers game, I like to throw it on. Because mm-hmm. I like the style of game that they play. I don't like watching their goaltenders, but I like to throw it on because I think that they're a good team. A former Sabre with a famous family name in NHL circles is having a birthday. Will he be a Sabre again someday? We'll answer that next on Sabres Live. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. You want to feel old? Happy 32nd birthday to Marcus Foligno. Nice. Oh, my goodness. He's entering the final year of his deal that pays him 3.1 in Minnesota. He started his career with a vengeance with the Sabres with six goals in his first nine games and was beloved here. He had some memorable nights, um, not as prolific scoring wise as his brother nor his father, mm-hmm. but 
absolutely a character type player that you could envision being a hot commodity at the trade deadline if Minnesota is not in the hunt, right? Could be a hot commodity. I could see Kevin Adams uh, inquiring on Marcus Foligno at the trade deadline. I could even see Kevin Adams inquiring on Marcus Foligno next summer if he is a UFA, um, because that is a type of player that, what's the number one thing Kevin Adams always says? We want players that want to be here. I mean, Marcus Foligno still keeps tabs on what the Sabres do, still comes in very loved by everybody. And I could see number 82 returning at some point to the uh, to the Sabres. But happy birthday, Marcus. Uh, this one's for you. By the end of this season, between Mike and his sons, Nick and Marcus, they will have played over 3,000 NHL regular season and playoff games wow. combined, which is pretty amazing. You want to guess how much Marcus has made in his career so far? Oh, I'm going to say 17 million. 24 million. You want to guess how much Nick has made so far before before entering into this $4 million deal with the Hawks? 62. He has made 53 so far. So twice as much as his brother. That's a ton. I went digging for Mike and it said no career earnings found. <laughs> yeah. Cap friendly was... doesn't have the greatest archive system, but you know what? We are blessed by their ability to bring so much to uh, our discussion, quite frankly, yes. on a daily basis. And uh, we love the Felinos. So that was a perfect way to end. Uh, stay well. And we'll dive in with our friend Shana Goldman on the Friday edition of Sabres Live tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.